now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, I guess uh, it's time for us to do something. Why? What would y'all like to do this morning? <laughs> well, let's have a barn dance. And I can't, <laughs> I can't hear anybody. Uh, are, is everybody on there, Jason? Is, it, so. is everybody doing what they're Yes, we are, doing? he says. Okay. Okay. Um, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Uh, we are, uh, you know, it, it, it's a little warm outside. Anybody, <laughs> anybody notice that? It's a bit warmish. <laughs> yeah. A little. A little. Mm. Well, that's okay. We, uh, we, we're inside. I hope you are. If not, I hope you're walking slowly. I, Boy, I'll tell you, getting out for my afternoon constitutional, usually, even on the hot days, there's a little bit of breeze. Last couple of days, it's been hot. Still. <laughs> and we got a little tiny bit of rain over my house. I don't know if it, it was very limited. Anybody get any rain yesterday or the, this week? I didn't get any. Drop. Not a drop. Uh, Rufus, your mic is not working again. Uh-oh. There we go. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we got it now. Okay. Uh, I think all the mics are on. Okay. I think I'm on. <laughs> Let's hope. That, yeah. Well, I'm the bus driver. I guess. I guess we have to, uh, or at least the, the assistant. I guess Jason is the bus driver. I'm the assistant the bus round, driver. Round, but the wheels of the bus go round. Yeah. Round. And would you like us to set aside a time for you to sing? <laughs> we we can certainly do that. So back to the rain. Anybody get any rain? We'll try that again. N O. N O. N O. Gerald, uh, you've been you've been out a lot outside. I've been thinking about you because you you have been outside a lot, or have you been in that air conditioned trailer out there uh, at in Centennial Campus? Well, in all my ingenuity, I have still <laughs> not I have still not figured out how to do some ordering from inside the trailer. <laughs> yes. so I'm still forced to have to get outside to do that manually. I know because you can't. I mean, it's. Very exciting. How would you budget it for uh, automatic sprinklers and stuff on well, hundreds of acres? It's it's difficult, and we just unfortunately have too many places where there's not irrigation, and in particular planters. We just have so many planters places that there's not any irrigation. So, why up. why was that decided upon to have planters like that? Uh, well, sometimes it's a little bit. Like even at the chancellor's house where it has a huge patio out back because part of the design for that house was be able to entertain and have large groups of people there for events. So the patio is the overflow coming out of the house. But sometimes it's to slow down and and limit the way the traffic goes. Uh, So rather than having just a plain wall up to kind of keep people from going this way or stepping out into a busy street or in the way of traffic coming in and out of a door. Uh, it, it was a good thought to put something you could have pretty flowers Absolutely. in to physically block them, which is a good thought, but unfortunately that means hand-watering, and this time of the year that gets to be, uh, if it's over 90, if if your stuff is nice and healthy, you may can get by with every other day, but this it's every other day. Yeah, so, uh, uh, so you have hoses all over the place. Uh, we have hoses all over the place on reels, but we also have uh, water wagons, we call them, vehicles with water tanks. In them. Oh, okay. And I actually yeah. have this, uh, it's called a Pro Gator that has a 200-gallon tank on it. 
Uh, and I literally can ride right up to them, fired up and water, and keep on moving down the line. It's got a hose reel that pulls. How long does it take you all to water everything? Uh, all those containers on on Centennial well, campus. Well, it, it's uh, two people doing nothing but that. Two two and a half hours. Okay. To to wow. do that. Yeah. So what what do you have in these containers that can take this heat? Well. Um, surprisingly, lots of things can take it if you keep them watered. (laughs) The question is when you've got planters that are not going to get watered unless it rains on them. Uh, So we've got a wide range of stuff in the planters. Of course, of the things that are the most drought tolerant, Lantana is always up real high on that list. Uh, Angelonia, summer snapdragon as some people call it, is very high up on that list. Most of Yvinka does pretty either the spreading or the upright time is something else that's pretty high up on that list now on the flip side of that uh coleus have got to have water more frequently but we use a lot of them in particular a lot of spreading ones because we have found that the deer leave them alone that so, oh boy, that, you, uh, you got a lot of considerations uh, really do and it's funny speaking of my old friend's deer so we planted some uh, portulaca in some of the containers this year and we have been spraying it with deer off because we haven't been using it just to be on the safe side so I was going to California the end of last week and my person spraying them uh, sprayed them right ahead of all that the big rain we got on Saturday on campus and when I and Sunday the deer came through and these portulacas one plant was already the size of Oh, you know, they were probably 20 inches around across, just hanging all out of the planters. The deer ate 12 of them down to about an inch nub. Mm. Oh, good heavens. Uh, I'm, I hope they have a bellyache now because they <laughs> consumed so many of them. Uh, and we had been, they had bothered a few when we first planted them back in early May, so that's why we started spraying them with deer off. And we had made it, I mean, the plants were as mature, as big, as full of blooms as they can get for that particular cultivar. And all of a sudden, first first time out where there was no stuff on them, they just mowed them right down. They went around. They had to push coleus to the side to eat these. They didn't touch the coleus, but they looked mm-hmm. like looked like you came in with a pair of scissors and clipped them all. Good uh, gracious! So that makes things a little frustrating. So reminds me one time, I had this friend. She said. Somebody's dug up all my roses. And I went down to look at it. I said, "Yeah, they got chewed to the ground with the deer." <laughs> my, uh, verbena seems to be tolerate. Yes, the drought pretty well. I've got that in a bunch of pots, that, and believe it or not, sun uh, sun patients seem to do right well. Some patients do right well, but they still. And this is what uh, a lesson I've been giving some of my employees the last two weeks. So. You've planted an annual early May. You've ordered it. You've fertilized it. You've got it up close to mature size now and healthy. The hot weather like we've had this week is not going to kill it. I mean, so you say you really need to order it every other day, but you only order it one time. Plant's not going to die, but you're going to lose the blooms. If it was in full bloom and you let it get under that kind of heat stress and you go two, three days and don't order it, you're going to lose those blooms. They're going to go quicker than they would have, and it may get some of your buds that are coming along too. So next thing you know, something that has been in bloom the whole summer, you're going to have two or three weeks with no blooms on it because you didn't get around to watering it. 
So is that, that why we call this the, the dog days of summer? That's right. So that's kind of the lesson I try to tell my people. Early on, we're watering it so it won't die, so the root system can get established. We're keeping it watered now so we can keep it in bloom or keep more blooms on it as we're trying to itch our way through to the 1st of October. I've had pretty good luck with begonias, too. Yeah, begonias are, are, are pretty tough. They're not quite as tough as lantana, but they, they develop a really good root system. Uh, but, you know, when you look at things and see it's got a kind of a soft kind of stem to it, I mean, it's shocking if you cut a, uh, some begonia branches off just how much fluid will come out of them. Uh, it's still a, still a reliable plant. But for me, the deer took a liking to them. So as much as I love the Whopper and Megawatt begonias, I, don't, I just put a few in a few planters on Centennial. I don't have any beds that I can put them in. Yeah, uh, by the way, I, I want to ask you this, too. Uh, I've tried to head back begonias, and they don't seem to uh, come back as much, say, as a, an impatient or something like that with new blooms. They, they just seem to be very slow. They, they are considerably slower coming back. And I think sometimes if if you are, they've just got too tall or they're starting to get leggy and lay over, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and you're forced to have to do that, I think if you'll come in behind it, uh, with uh, one of these bloom buster water soluble fertilizers, you might can speed them up, getting that growth to come back out. And if you do that, I think you'll speed up the blooms coming. But there, some plants are just a little slower to get to get established. That, but it's better to be a little slower and then have them come back and bloom all of September than fade fade to nothing because right. they're laying down on the ground. Melissa and I put up a copper container mm-hmm. that's uh, kind of shaped I don't know, like a flower bouquet in that it's um or a uh, one of those little things you used to put ice flavored ice in snow cone yeah okay thing. yeah that shape it's really pretty it's pure copper and it uh we put it on a brick wall and it looks really nice but it's i'll tell you it's tough to find something That'll live in Living it. that will, uh, we tried succulents, and they didn't work. And we don't know if we watered them. We may have watered the succulents too much. But I put some maize in there, the ground cover, mm-hmm. that real low-growing ground cover. And so far, the la- I mean, it, it's survived a week. That's pretty good. I, another thing, too, Creeping Jenny is one of those that's another ground cover that's pretty 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 hard to kill does it have any way that it could drain mike or is it yes just solid? Okay. yeah we cut a, we cut a hole in the bottom of it okay because that that ultimately is going to be the the tail of the tape for them um you know it's something else that comes up with containers concrete's the same way you know they build up heat for if they're in the full sunshine and that raises up the soil temperature right which kind of eliminates some of the plants but i would i'm, I'm a little surprised of course I, you know, I have now one, two, three, four, six green roofs that I look after. Oh, that is very nice looking. I see now. Mike's got a picture that. he's yeah. showing for. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't play well in radio land, but it's pretty good yeah, for I, us. How's that? How's that look, Ann? I like that. You, can yeah, put, you should put that on the Facebook. I should. Yeah. for there. That's a good. Uh, one. So we'll we'll see we'll see how long the maze lasts. Now that's a good ground cover. Yeah. But we've had on my green roofs. I have lots of succulents, and I'm finding. Some succulents are much more heat tolerant than others. Uh, there are some that we're having good luck with 
There are others not so much. Mm-hmm. So sometimes even in succulents, there are some of them that just can take hotter, drier conditions than others. We, we have some in our more, we have a um, fairly uh, large memorial garden at St. Michael's mm-hmm. Episcopal, and we're using, uh, we've used some succulents there. But mainly, uh, we, we early on, the part that's in the shade, we were using mondo grass, dwarf mondo grass, mm-hmm. and that worked pretty well. It, it did get a little disease in it, some kind of pathogen. But uh, the the type that uh, the area that is in full sun, we've put kind of decorative pebbles, mm-hmm. uh, large dark, well, mainly dark gray, but they look uh, so. Uh, you can put something like um, you have to be really be careful with areas like that. You don't want it to cover up the gravestone, for instance. Right. But uh, the the. Pebbles, it's amazing what you can do with pebbles in your landscape. I know my next-door neighbor has a pathway of, like, seashells, mm-hmm. ground-up seashells. I don't know where they got them, but that looks really nice. But uh, just pebbles. Well, they, they don't have to be watered. So. Right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. right. There's something to that. Yeah, it's wonderful. I'm not sure I'd want to walk barefoot on those ground-up seashells. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. I wouldn't I – don't, I don't do very – I have tender feet. <laughs> If I was in the old west, I would be a tenderfoot. There's no doubt about it. Well, in scouting, then I guess you'd not not even pass tenderfoot. <laughs> I guess not. Uh, Melissa has tough feet. She she grew up on a farm, so she went barefooted everywhere. I, you know, I did did some as a kid, but you know, I uh, I've worn shoes most of my life. I've been lucky. Except to go to church, we stayed barefoot. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that's right. All right, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. We're listening to The Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayleigh here. I haven't even introduced anybody, but uh, you know who these people are. I think we Ann all Clapp, know each other. <laughs> Rufus Edmiston, Gerald Adams is, uh, what is your official title at the Centennial Campus at NC State? I'm a grounds maintenance and horticulture specialist. Supervisor. That's two different supervisors for Centennial Campus. Uh, one for the buildings and one for the grounds. No, one for maintaining the grounds and the other for maintaining the plants. Oh, okay. I don't have to worry with the turf; just everything else. Oh, okay. Well, we'll talk about turf uh, and other things coming up on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. It's eight twenty-two. For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. Yes, indeed. We hope it's your tradition. The WPTF Weekend Gardener, kind of an extension of the Tar Heel Gardener. We just changed the name out of respect to John Harris, who retired in 1985. And it's... um, That's somebody you miss. Yeah, he, he, he made it. 99 years didn't make it to 100 uh, but uh, we had him on the show when he was 95 and off the air he said mike don't ask me anything about gardening <laughs> of course <laughs> he was just kidding but well, i'm he, enjoying his book you gave me he he wrote a book along with gordon halfacre who mm-hmm. was a professor at a horticulture professor at clemson in 1972 and it is i just stumbled upon it because uh, a lady gave me a copy of it uh, two or three months ago. 
Mm-hmm. I, boy, I was delighted. So I went online and I found nine copies, and I forgot to bring you a copy this morning, Gerald. I apologize. I'll get it to you, but I have a copy for uh, for everybody, and uh, it's just a matter of remembering to bring it in. I've given I gave one to Rufus for his birthday. I, I've given one to Pam Beck and and uh, Tom Campbell. So uh, we'll get it. But it's uh, it's keep them growing. Keep them is the name of the book. So we uh, fancy him saying that. No. <laughs> well, how about having a co-author named Half Acre? Well, he, he was he's written some some very uh, uh, I don't know uh, they are textbooks. They were for... textbooks, but they have become part of of uh, regular gardeners' culture of. Uh, well, you would have to think if your last name is Half Acre, you've got a lot of farming well, in your what back. Else, what, your else he, what else can he do? A quarter acre. Gordon, Gordon Half Acre. Yeah, great, uh, great textbooks. Isn't that funny? If you if you had a half acre of tobacco allotment in the mountains, you were big time. That's right. That burly tobacco. Uh, that burly. Yeah. Yeah. You, that, that was your Christmas money. Well, you wouldn't need too much acreage to to be rich down east on the flu cured. When when we were coming along in in the central part of the state, kind of eighteen to thirty or thirty five acres of flu cured was the, you know, you yeah. you could make a living on on fifteen uh, yeah. probably, and uh, it was you didn't see many people with more than thirty or thirty five. You had to go down east to find a little yeah. bit larger than that. And now, if you don't have three or four or five hundred acres, then you're not right. You're not you know All right. Don't have a chance to make it. Well, I have got. I'm going to talk to my cousin i'm gonna run him down this week he's the last of the the farmers in our family even though he's kind of stepped away and doing some other things as well now but he's growing a cigar wrapping tobacco well hallelujah this for him. year here in wake county very good it's not grown under shade like they do up in connecticut when i was growing up that's where all the cigar wrappers came from it's a short plant didn't plant it till like back in june you plant it much later you cut it much earlier, and you can, of course you have to hang it up and air cure it like Burley for right. a long period of time. So I'm fascinated. It's something to do with growing tobacco I've never <clears> seen <throat> before. So I'm going. I'm going to run him well, down. You this should week plant some. Rufus will be over that. at your house every day. <laughs> I'll be over there. You could you could do some sharecropping <clears throat> there too, Rufus. Oh man, you could make the cigars. I will even learn to roll it. <laughs> <laughs> More of the weekend gardener coming up on WPTF. We'll talk to Tammy from Four Oaks straight ahead. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 836. Mike Rayley here along with Ann Clapp and the extraordinary Rufus Edmonston. I am proud to call all of you friends. This, um, Brother Rufus, never thought I'd uh, meet you except as a reporter. But, well, you, you um, were right tough on me when you met me. No, I, I, didn't, I didn't say anything. But uh, <laughs> I let the big dogs do that. Uh, the uh, capital hit Dennis Patterson, all those boys, oh, yeah. AP and all of that. <clears throat> yeah. So, and uh, Gerald Adams, who I am uh, very proud to call a friend and uh, longtime part of this show, thanks to your, uh, your coming over to Logan's one day and inviting us to do a show at the – at the uh, governor's mansion, uh, a great day. That was just a stupendous day, and uh, I, I appreciated it so much. But, uh, folks, if you if you need any gardening information, 
Gerald is uh, certainly one of the best, and you did not major in horticulture. You grew up on a farm, which is amazing to me. Well, but in a way I did, because when you grow up on a tobacco farm, you're majoring in horticulture whether you want to or not. I, I guess you're right. <laughs> As I tell people all the time, a lot of the stuff I know I learned against my will. Right. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I you know, didn't you have, have any choice. People like Gerald and, and Pam Beck, They uh, Pam was a voice major. We hadn't got been able to get her to sing yet. We hope to do that at some point. But well, uh, not to run for public office. That's right. <laughs> and and as a, a doctorate in, I don't know, textile chemistry, textile something chemistry. like that. Yep. So all these hortico- smart horticulture people. And uh, Rufus is a great gardener. But uh, we'll see if we can answer Tammy from Four Oaks' question. Hey, Tammy. Hey, Tammy. Oh, Tammy. Oh, I'm here. I'm sorry. Hey. <laughs> We were about to break out in song for that. Rufus yeah, we, is already. Uh, I, it was on my lips. Tammy, Tammy. Tammy's in love. I was waiting to hear you start singing. Yeah. So, so what can we do for you, Tammy? Uh, well, first of all, let me say how much I thoroughly enjoy listening to the show every Saturday morning. What do you well, enjoy you. about it, Tammy? <laughs> I learn so much. Okay. I'm glad to hear that. It's helped me a great deal. Um, I love my gardening. Um, I do have a question, uh, though, um, about Roundup. I understand that um, in 2023, it is no longer going to be available to the home and garden person. So is there something else out there that we could use instead of Roundup? I know that Bear is not going to make it anymore. I do not know if glyphosate will be available from others. I, I have not heard that in 2023 it was coming off of the retail shelf. Now, there's every numerous companies that generically make it because uh, the chemical is glyphosate, yeah. and there's all sorts of companies glyphosate that make Glyphosate instead of phosphate. Yeah. And, and I, I have not... Uh, heard from anyone that the retail part of it which that sometimes is the first stage you have to have a license to be able to buy it so that that would be news to me i'll see if i can't do a little research on that i know a couple of people i can call this week and i'll report back next week for you but just say that that is true and that is going to happen there are some other chemicals. There's a glufosinate. I'm not pronouncing that correctly, but it's like a first cousin of glyphosate. Uh, and I know people that have used it as well, but it right now is not nearly as widely available as the Roundup-type products. But if, if the Roundup was to go by the wayside for retail, I'm pretty sure you would see something like this moving in to take its place. Well, what I'm looking at is as Bayer will no longer sell glyphosate-containing products to U.S. home gardeners. And I don't see that that means that the chemical will not be available from other sources. Yeah, you well, just you just won't see the brand. This morning on your news program. Oh, you did? Yeah. Just well, I have to ask Steve. I'll have to ask Steve about that then. But, but I and think... I was wondering if this... Uh, I think it's called total vegetation kill. Would that would that be equally as good? Look at the very fine print where it says ingredients, because many of the weed killers you see for sale now 
when you look down at the chemicals, you'll see 41% glyphosate or a smaller percentage. And when you see glyphosate, that is the chemical in Roundup. Uh, so it's just another way of selling a generic Roundup. Uh, and I think that it's possible that what's going to happen is the brand Roundup will disappear at the retail level. And I think you're still going to see all these other generic people. I don't know that for certain, but I'll do a little research on that this yeah, week. Yeah, I'll check out to see what you heard on our station. But when you look at something like I think maybe Weed Be Gone or there are a number of different generic products that are weed killers, but the chemical in it is still glyphosate, which is the chemical in Roundup. Now, I have been using testing this summer some organic weed killers, and I must say I'm not especially happy at this point. Well, I know that we've been told about vinegar, <laughs> right. for instance, the use of vinegar. But there are some limitations with that, too. I, I've been using another product called Miramichi Green, and I'm starting this week. I'm going to be using a product called Avenger, which is the chemical that's in citrus peels. Hmm. And give me about two more weeks, and I'll be able to report back on that. But the one I just used, <clears throat> it gave a pretty immediate burn down. But in two weeks' times, a lot of the clumps green back up because it didn't suck it down into the root system and killed it. It just killed what was above ground. So for the little immature crabgrass, it killed good, and the other bigger clumps are greening right back up now. And I'm sorely disappointed because they're on a brand-new green roof. <laughs> and that's not the green I want on the roof. What I heard they were talking about on the news, and I probably messed this up, this chemical paraquat that causes Parkinson's? Yeah, well, that's a, that's a completely different chemical. That. Uh, that's a completely different chemical, and there is supposedly, there's ongoing litigation about that now, uh, mm -hmm. and it's, there are some countries where that has been banned, uh, and there's supposed to be this ongoing education on whether or not farmers should use it. That was something that was used in this part of the world when I was a child and teenager, uh, but I, which I, was a long time ago. Oh, which yeah. was a long time ago. <laughs> uh, but I don't know in, in our part of the country how much it's still used anymore. Uh, but there, there are some pretty serious questions about that now. But that has been something that you really couldn't buy retail for, for some time. Yeah, well, they were talking about that, and then they followed up with talking about that causing Parkinson's, and then they said, and in 2023, Roundup will no longer be available. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it, so. it Roundup will not be available. Bear will not be making. Bear bought Roundup from Monsanto years ago, and they will not make it. But I haven't been able to find anything. Well, they'll make that, it and call it something else. I'll well, bet. they'll be somebody the, will. The generic. The, I think the generic people will still. We don't use Roundup at the university, but we use a generic right uh, Roundup. Yeah. It's just that, like uh, a. Uh, you know, a medicine, a pill. That, uh, and, and there's a multitude of companies. I mean, yeah. I can think of a half a dozen. I know Agri-Supply over in Garner sells they, a They have a product. Yeah, of, that's what I use at Agri-Supply. Right, Agri-Star so. is what the <clears throat> product uh, is called. So. But that that's all I've been able to find. But I, I appreciate you bringing that up. Did you have any other questions, Tammy? That's it. I thank you so much, and I continue to listen. Well, you please do, and, you. and tell your friends. As I used to say on the Porter Wagner show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you guys. Yes, ma'am. Bye.
you ever see Porter Wagner in person, Rufus? Yes, I certainly did. I, I did a, too. I have a picture with him uh, at uh, Grand Ole Opry. Yeah, hmm. he. I, I saw him at I saw him at the Grand Ole Opry, and we were. Uh, uh, I was with our sister station QDR out in Nashville, and we were broadcasting. Mike Wheelis and I went to the old. They happened to have the Grand Ole Opry show at the Ryman Auditorium that night, oh, so we heavens. got to see it at Ryman Auditorium, and and little Jimmy Dickens and uh, Porter Wagner was still around. Oh, good heavens! Saw some good acts that night. Yeah, I used Wheelis to. Wheelis and I walked down <clears throat> front. Like I used to make to. a special request to Porter <laughs> to sing. Satisfied mind. Once I was winning in fortune and fame, everything I dreamed of get a start in life's game. Then suddenly it happened. I lost every dime, but I'm richer by far with a satisfied mind. We'll get Rufus to work up the tune coming up. Uh, let's go to Stephen Garner before we take a break. Hey, Steve, how are you? Yeah, first thing I got to say is I don't think Rufus's thighs are good for rolling cigars. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'd want one of those, but... Uh, you know, if he just wants to do Boy, it. Boy, I must have a, blacked out when we were talking about that or something. I don't know. It must have been kind of a. Isn't that, isn't that what they say about Cubans? Oh, They're yes. on the thighs of, uh, of girls. I don't know. I've, I've just, uh, I guess, never been a cigar smoker, so I've never uh, heard, never heard that. I, I had a sheltered anyway, childhood. I, ha- I discovered by accident <laughs> that you can take just the regular weed, broadleaf weed killer, and make it to kill <laughs> other other weeds if you don't mix it right. Well, that, and if you use it on a real hot day, if you use it on a 90-degree day, you're liable to kill everything. Yeah, I accidentally misread uh, the label and put 8 ounces per gallon instead of 3 ounces per gallon. And Uh-oh. Right. I... Uh, I killed my broadleafs, but I also got my bluegrass. And right. I'm glad I didn't use it in the garden. That's the only thing I got. I'm glad I didn't. Yes, do. sir. Well, you have to be extra careful with chemicals. Yeah. And I thought I read them real careful. I thought I saw an eight and not a three, but you know, I got cataracts. So I'll use that as an excuse. Yeah. Well, Steve, I got the last uh, last blooms out of the wonderful daylily you gave me. I'm I'm proud of it. I haven't stuck it in the ground yet because I. Put it beside the the front the the porch door, just to see it. So I guess I'll stick it in the ground a couple of weeks. As long as you keep the the pot wet, you're okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I didn't give you a bare root. I gave you a pot, so I kind of figured you might be uh, not, not able or in this heat. It probably wouldn't be a good idea to try to put it in. Anyway. No. It has uh, been tough. I assume you hadn't been getting out too much in oh, your garden. Oh, I'm out every day. Are you? So you get out very early in the morning. I have lost uh, 12, about 12 pounds in the last three months. So, it's uh, yeah, the summertime is when I shed the shed the weight. Uh huh. Well, that's a tough way to shed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got it, Steve. I picked it up. Um, we're in the process of we got rid of the two dead lay or the dying Leyland in our backyard. Now we're setting up a another garden bed. And I'm putting Rufus's uh, crepe myrtle in that bed. So, oh, good. Yeah, it'll next next year we should have a. It, you said it was a, a red. It's a it's a purplish red. Purplish red. Okay. Huh. If it, if it comes out that way, it may come out green. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a rootling or a seedling? <laughs> Roots or a seedling or it, it was a seedling. 
Okay, because rootlings, you know the parent plant, and it'll come out like the parent plant. Yeah. The seedlings, you don't know until they actually bloom. Right. So that would be a nice part surprise. Of the, part, of the, uh, part of the mystery and excitement of watching things grow, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's like all my seedlings. My seedlings, I know the mother. I don't know the father. So it's interesting to see if I can guess what what crossed with the uh, with the uh, parent plant, and I've gotten some interesting daylilies out of it. So we're we're that's one of the other exciting things is to see what you what you can do with what you have. Is August so, I mean, a good time to here. August a good time to divide daylilies? No, I would wait until the first of September. Mm-hmm. Unless you're ready to go ahead and put them back in the ground right now and keep them watered, because this is there's a, a lot of work out there, so it better just leave them in the ground until after it starts to cool off a little bit, and then go out there and do it. You can divide them, yes, but I would advise not to. Okay, very uh, good. The, Thank you. I needed you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you were thinking about doing that today, weren't you? <laughs> not today. Just, just keep that pot moist. Rufus, I will. Oh, I will. Got to water. Got to water all my pots today. Yeah. Your uh, your uh, your crepe myrtle is looking reasonably healthy. Yeah. So we're we're gonna get it in the ground this morning. Yeah. Well, you won't be able to kill it. So. Yeah. Uh, well, I well, mean, you know, I've, I've you... been known to kill things that we killed a bunch of uh, oh uh, hydrangeas. We tried to put hydrangeas down in a in a in a and it was either too shady or too dry. We couldn't figure out, but we we tried several times and was able to. Well, dry shade is pretty tough. Yeah, on the plant. there aren't many plants. The, the that dry can... the dry the hydrangeas don't don't like. Well, they yeah. say that the, if there's hydra in the name, you know that they like their roots moist. Is that not true? Yes. Yeah, they they prefer a moist soil, not soggy, but moist. Right. Uh, but and not a dry soil dry. and dry shade. I mean, that's really tough for a plant to survive that way. at some some plants. So this was a uh, this was a farm at one time, and the farmer had put a um, land bridge across the creek, and I kept trying to put the the hydrangeas down in that soil around that land bridge, and I think it was just too too dry. Yeah. But then I got one from my dad's funeral, and that thing is going gangbusters. So it's in a it's in a shady, moister spot. So it's doing it's doing really well up here. So we're happy with that. Uh, ultimately, the oak leaf hydrangeas and some of the paniculata ones, like limelight, that can take more sun, usually do a little better in, in some of the drier spots. What was that one we got up in the mountains called? Champagne? Oh. <laughs> Champagne. Champagne. No, we, we were in uh, Spruce Pine last weekend. Oh, nice. We went up to the uh, uh, Mount Mitchell Crafts Fair. And in downtown Spruce Pine, they had a hydrangea. The thing must have been 16 feet wide and about uh, 16 feet tall. And it was covered with these white blooms that were turning pink. Yep. Pink blooms that were turning white. They do that in the mountains. And we, uh, 
We actually found two of them at one of the garden centers up there. We're going to try and experiment and see if we can get them to grow down here. Sounds like hydrangea PG, doesn't it, Gerald? Yeah. Well, Steve, always a pleasure talking to you. I hope you're well and and uh, your wife. Uh, if, if, uh, if Rufus wants to smoke his own cigars, I think that would be a good thing to do. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we could have uh, Gerald cigars and tomatoes. So, I don't think his doctor would advise that. <laughs> I don't know. Thank you for letting me have my day. All right. Well, thank, thank you, you for being a part of it. Steve and Garner. All right. More of the Weekend Gardener straight ahead. 919-860-9783. It's 854. You're listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Yes, sir. We're here. We're here. Mike Rayley here, along with Ann Clapp, Rufus Edmonston. Gerald Adams is with us from Centennial <coughs> Campus, former curator of grounds of the Governor's Mansion. Henry is here, and you said it's not your grandson. I don't think it's my grandson. He's two, so we wouldn't get a lot out of him. So Henry from Raleigh, he's, in, he's my in, Henry would say from Nightdale. So. Yeah, he's K Town. So Henry, uh, how can we help you? Good morning. Tell Rufus the first time I met him was down at Marvin's Bake Place down in Emerald Isle forty years ago. Oh my goodness! Then you remember me singing up on the porch, don't you? Well, you were trying to sing. There you go. <laughs> I, I I remember that very well, my buddy Marvin Spake. Yes, sir. That's a great. I'm, I'm gonna ask my, I'm gonna ask my questions and I'm gonna hang up. All right, <laughs> I, that's a good good thing to do, probably. I got moles and moles, I think, in, in my Bermuda grass, and uh, I have just been up to uh, Ace Hardware there at Seaboard and bought Victor moles and Gopher repellent, ready to use spray. And what it says is just spray the grass. And then the number two question is. My wife has nut grass in all her shrubbery. Is there any way of getting it out? Dynamite. <laughs> Henry, yeah, hi. are you well uh, versed in, in the use of dynamite? Dynamite. <laughs> I don't think they sell that at Ace Hardware, though. Uh, Henry, you got to pull her we'll, out. Uh, we'll discuss that. Uh, we'll probably have to do it after the news, uh, Henry, but we'll we'll discuss it a little bit. Appreciate you calling and, and – um, Mentoring, uh, mentioning uh, Mr. Spade. Talk about talk about the moles, because my grass, my Bermuda grass that I love, looks like a, a roadmap. Well, uh, we we won't shortchange it. We'll talk about it. Thank you. Thank you, Henry. Take care. <laughs> Dynamite. Yeah, that that uh, there there are things that you can do. We'll we'll talk about the moles, and uh, definitely sounds like he has moles. So we'll we'll discuss that, and and also. Uh, the rest of it, the uh, we we don't even like to mention that type of grass on this show, do we? No, it's it's no. a scourge. More of the weekend gardener coming up. <laughs> 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 